Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, the Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays in this climate? But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this podcast would know two facts, two undeniable truths, and in no way made up on the spot truths about us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the first totally real fact about you, Bunny, is that in your spare time, you are a celebrated archaeologist. I didn't know part-time archaeologists were a thing. You're always going out there learning and uncovering brand new facts about nations and races and civilizations. So tell us, Bunny, what was your what was the last thing that you learned from your latest expo- expedition? Ostriches are actually our earliest ancestors, uh, not apes as we had previously thought, uh, but it's definitely ostriches. You could tell by how they can walk bipedally. Um, you can you can tell by how many Republican Christians are burying their heads in the sand. Exactly, I was getting to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nice. So- Basically, we evolved past the wings. We've we've kept the pot bellies in most cases. Yes. Uh, so that is the the most interesting thing I have found recently that uh, we were wrong about the apes. We come from ostriches. Of course. Uh, good find. Good find, by the way. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do here is find a story from the history books and uh, reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Or shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name shap. It's quick and effective, annoying, sure, but still quick and to the point, like Quicksilver in the X-Men. Yes. This is the Quicksilver of podcast segments. And so this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we were going to discuss... The tra- the surprisingly tragic life of porn actress Mia Khalifa, which is a sad and amazing story that more people should know about. But at the last second, I decided to go the exact opposite route and discuss what? The Bible! Okay. And what a great jump that is from porn actress to Bible. That's so our podcast, isn't it? Yes. That's us but don't worry the story will get dirty oh to be clear okay so this week we will be discussing the non-canonical gospel and more specifically the proto-evangelium of james that's a lot of information and a lot of terms to throw at you all at once so let's break it down Far-right evangelicals would have you believe that Jesus wrote the entire gospel. What are you doing, Eleanor? I just want the lid. The lid? You took it with you. The lid is not here. The lid is definitely not here. And also go because I'm 
talking about the Bible, and I don't want you to be here for that. So far-right evangelicals would have you believe that Jesus wrote the entire gospel on himself, on his old typewriter, in his shack, his writing shack in Maine, like yes. Stephen King. That yes. Jesus was, you know, smoking a pack of cigarettes and just, oh, gotta, gotta crank this out. Type, 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 type. It was often a fun prank to call Jesus and ask him if he had Cyril Walter Raleigh in a can. Nice. Yeah. But, but that's simply not the case. The Bible as we know it now was the result of years and decades and centuries of editing and fighting and including this and excluding that and centuries of debate and discussion and controversy and intense fighting over what gets to be considered a part of the Bible. There were parts in there that weren't in there before. There were parts that were written that they got rid of, that they tried to get rid of and burned. And and so there's all of these early Christian documents now that that didn't make the cut. So now we have parts of the Bible that are in the Bible, and that's the canonical gospel. And then there's all of these like leftovers, and those are the non-canonical gospels. And there's a lot of non-canonical gospels that they got rid of and stuff like that. There's the gospel of Mary Magdalene. Sex workers are people too. Good on you, mate. Yes. There's the gospel of Judas. Hell yeah. And my personal and my personal favorite, the Proto Evangelium of James, also known as the Gospel of James, which is crazy. So let's get into that. Apparently, James was a super popular name back in 1 AD. Yeah. So back in the day, back in the first century. So there's a possibility that there were more than one James in the Bible. They're like, hey, I'm James, and I am a member of Jesus's posse. I'm an apostle to him, and I pop up here and there occasionally. And then some scholars say that that there's another James, and that is Jesus's brother. Yes. And the proto-evangelium of James, or the gospel of James, is believed to have been written by Jesus's brother, James. And I like to think that James is an older brother from Brooklyn and uh, sitcom style. Yeah. And they're like, man, Jesus just destroyed the temple. We better tell his brother about this. And then they go to James and James is like, now what did my wacky brother Jesus do this time, huh? Destroy the temple. Oh, man, that's so like my brother of mine. Don't worry. I'll set him straight. Hey, geez, come over here. <laughs> you know, that's what I like to think James is like. But in all reality, the gospel of James was written in and around the mid-second century in order to essentially uh, give more lines to Mary, yeah, the mother of and 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 people in like the first century and the second century were like Mary, we pray to Mary. Mary is amazing. And people were like, but why? And they're like, oh, well, we need to give her a bigger part. Uh, okay, <laughs> give her a bigger role, bigger billing, and also to further the idea 
that Mary was and is this perfect virgin and that this was a miraculous virgin birth. Basically, the Gospel of James was written to defend criticisms of Christianity. So, like, it's the second century and people were like, hey, I finally got around to reading this uh, Bibli thing you guys wrote. And um, there's some plot holes. Yeah. That I think you guys should address. First of all, what this woman Mary is just chosen out of the blue and and gets pregnant by a, a we're supposed to believe they're like I, I have problems with this whole thing. So they're like, well, fuck you! I'm gonna write the gospel of you're a dick. I'm gonna well, write right now the gospel of you're wrong and I'm right and fuck you. I'm just thinking about how such a thing, how such a process would go on to actually find and choose Mary. Um, yeah. The only flaw in the plan I have in my head is that there was no radio back then because I'm clearly seeing this as a radio contest. You know, you be the ninth caller, you get a chance to, to fuck a divinity. What actually happened was, was that the alien, the, the, the alien, the angel showed up and said, I will be choosing a woman and that woman I will impregnate with the spirit of God. And that woman will give birth to the son of God. Now this is how we're doing it. All of you, this happened in Texas. All of you will place your hands on me. And the last one to stay standing wins not only my penis, but also a new truck. <laughs> okay. They called it Hands on a Heart Angel. Yes. Very successful. Very yeah. successful. They still do that in small towns in Texas as tribute to Jesus. <laughs> so the whole story of the Gospel of James is, and this is what you were talking about. You see Mary's birth. Yeah. And you see Mary grow up. So this is a basically an origin story to Mary. And you find out that like from the moment she was born, she was chosen to eventually be the person who goes and gives birth to Jesus. And so they, the, the God had this plan forever and like she, God shone a light on Mary. So basically this is a prequel to the Bible. And I'm personally excited to, to read the gospel of James and get to the point where Mary loses her shit and kills all the Jedi younglings. Yes. That's the part that I'm really excited about in the Bible prequels. So you get to see Mary when she's born and then she grows up. And then the most amazing part of the gospel of James, the Bible's first gyno exam. Okay. So here's how it goes. This is the reason why I chose this story we've talked about the uh the non-canonical gospels before but i specifically chose this because of this part of the gospel of james so the story goes mary has given birth yes and all of the people i guess of jerusalem or whatever are just like mary definitely got fucked right <laughs> Like, look at her. She's so beautiful and radiant. And we're supposed to believe that she was a virgin and then she gave birth. And what? Now she's still a virgin? Like, she's definitely been railed before. Just look at her. <laughs> she's been fucked. Just period. And no one believed 
that she had kept her uh, uh, virtue or whatever the fuck, and no one believes her. They're like, nah, Mary's definitely been boned. And so Mary had a midwife, and the midwife was Salome, a woman from the Bible who comes and cries at Jesus' feet while he's being crucified and all of that. So Salome is like hearing everybody talk, and she's like, you know what? I also don't believe it. Like, even I was her, like, uh, midwife, and I don't believe that that Mary is virtuous. So she's like, don't worry, guys. I'll handle this literally. <laughs> uh, because basically Salome says, you know what? I'll get to the bottom of this. I will finger check Mary's heavenly panty hamster. You don't like that one. I've got a few more, Bunny. I will finger her Sermon on the Mount. (laughs) Okay. I'll wiggle my digits in her Garden of Gethsemane. (laughs) This one's my favorite. I'll pray pray in her vajayjay. Nice. Nice. was my favorite. Um, I've got a few more. That could have been a hymn. Yeah, I've got a few more. I'll check her vagin, Mary. Uh huh. I'll eat loaves and fishes at the Y. <laughs> Salome was literally like, "Don't worry, guys. I'll I will literally finger her down there and check to see if she's still a virgin, and that will solve all of our. We're, I'm going to get to the bottom of this literally." Just, you know? Yeah. I like is So, so, Salome did a purity check, which I believe makes Salome the patron saint of rapper T.I. Okay. Remember that story where T.I. was sending his daughter to the, yes. to the gynecologist to check to make sure she's a virgin that happened at the end of 2019, which because of the coronavirus was seven years ago. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. So in the, in the gospel of James, we should still be making fun of him. Yeah. So in the gospel of James, Salome says, and I quote, this is a quote from the actual gospel of James. As the Lord my God liveth, unless I thrust my finger and search the parts, I will not believe that a virgin has brought forth. Okay. And I liked, and I like to think that Salome followed that up with, "Do not worry, citizens, for thou shalt put two in the pink, <laughs> and just to be safe." One in the stink. Yes. I liked and that's where that phrase comes from. That is where it comes from. It's it's biblical kinda. Yeah. So Mary has her gynecologist appointment, and I know that this is set in like one AD, and yet Mary goes to her gyno appointment. She sits in the waiting room, and you know what's on the table beside her? Us weekly and highlights magazine. I Isn't loved that, highlights. Isn't that weird? How amazing is that? Like she picks up Us Weekly and she's flipping through it. Oh, look, Jerusalem's hottest shepherds. Yeah. 
oh, look, a, a nice uh, f- uh, listicle of the hottest sandals that people are wearing. Yeah. Summer. You got to keep up on that. If you're wearing last season sandals, you look like a Samaritan. Yeah. So then she puts that down and she picks up the highlights magazine and she goes, oh, look, Judas and Gallant. They always loved yeah. reading Judas and Gallant. So as the story goes, again, in the Gospel of James, Salome reaches into Mary. Salome fingers Mary's vagina. I wonder why they didn't pick this. To be in the Bible, I guess that will forever be a mystery. So anyway, Salome finger bangs the Virgin Mary. Yeah. (laughs) The Bible's first finger banging. So Salome reaches in and yes, she confirms that Mary is still a virgin. But. And this is huge. But. God gets pissed. God, she's all like, um, bitch, (laughs) you think that you can just uh, reach into my Mary's biblical clam sandwich and feel around in there? Oh, hell no. I'm going to smite your ass. Okay. And that punishment for Salome finger dancing in Mary's furry curtains. God straight up burns Salome's hand as punishment for Salome finger banging Mary. And if you are having a hard time visualizing what that would look like, there's a film that you can watch. It's called Manos, the Hands of Fate. Okay. Just go to the end. And that's exactly what happens in the Bible. Few people realize the biblical connections to Manos, the hands of fate. Okay, but was God jealous? And they should. Possibly. Like, that's my Mary. Nobody touch her because I'm going to go into a jealous rage. How dare you finger bang my That's a good point. God was probably like, you're fingering my woman? Yeah. fuck her. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, probably a little bit of to cover it up. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't do that to Salome because uh, she fucked my woman. No, I did that uh, because she doesn't have blind faith in me. Yeah. That's totally the reason. Yep. And absolutely yep. not because that's my Mary and nobody else is Mary and nobody else can have her. Yeah. 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 Again, I wonder why they didn't pick this for the Bible. I mean, you know, you know? Story usually has at least one love story or some sort of erotica and yeah. hints of erotica anyway. You know, even if it's that yeah oh david the stories of david are pretty heavy in the bible i'm surprised in any window about which way his sword swung well the fucking Uh the fucking song of solomon your penis is like that of a donkey's and it's like okay well okay wait did you just imply that you have fucked the donkey uh, no solomon did solomon fucked the donkey maybe or solomon's woman the Bride of Solomon. The Bride of Solomon definitely yeah. fucked the donkey. I like that a lot better than Son of Solomon. That oh, one has the guy with the wooden arm, but... Fucking... Yeah. No, while he was out herding the sheep, she was fucking the donkey. Yeah. So, here's my favorite part, okay? My yeah. wife 
me with this part, okay? So God burned Salome's hand for fingering the Virgin Mary. I guess you could say that Salome got caught red-handed. Yes. Okay, well, if you don't like that one, I've got another one. Gee, I've heard the term fire crotch before. (laughs) The gospel also says that uh, Joseph was a widow with kids, and that's how Jesus uh, has a brother named James. It's like from from another marriage. And also, I like the fact that in the gospel of James, they they did away with the whole like uh, manger thing. Jesus was born in a cave, and I really okay. think this is great. And I think that what we should do every Christmas to get in the Christmas spirit, just to cover our tracks, hang up a bunch of bats. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So there's a possibility that Jesus might be born in a cave, so it's like fuck it. I'm gonna put up a bunch of bats, and we can watch a Christmas movie Midsummer. Because what lives in caves? Bears. Or, or quest for fire. Or quest for fire. And, and uh, also, another fun new Christmas tradition, just rub guano everywhere. Yeah. Around your house. Hey! Christmas Nutella! Beer. Or Nutella, there you go. If you don't have guano, I'm pretty sure you could probably get it on Amazon. I mean, I could get bull semen in three days with Amazon. Okay, but, okay, you're just building up challenges for yourself. Yeah. Because Nutella um, can go on everything. Yeah. But <laughs> uh if you don't have guano, you know what you can do? You can listen to Beck. Yes. Because he has an album called Guano. Uh-huh. So every Christmas put bats around your house and listen to Beck. Why? Because of the non-canonical gospels and the proto-evangelium of James. And I gotta say, this is a biblical finger-banging. I know I say this a lot, but I am really surprised that more people don't know about this. Yes, indeed. Surprised that more people don't know about the biblical finger-banging. Anywho, that's it. For Steve's historic approximations this week. Next week, we will definitely get to the sad story of a porn actress, unless I think of something better. But join it, tune in next week to see what we do with another exciting installment of Steve's historic approximations.